By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 107.1. You know how that is? You look at yourself in the mirror and you go, maybe I'm the problem. Yeah, maybe you are. Do that all the time, about three times a day, every day. Good morning to you. This is BS.show. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. Together we make BS, and it is a Wednesday. It is a hump day. It is an incredible day to be on the air. And you know what? Where's Shelly? Let's have some fun here. Let's dial the da da do this, do this, do this. Our phone number's in the machine. We hit the button, and we'll see what happens. Yes, the phone's ringing. 6.15, this is BS.show. Thank you for listening. We appreciate it. Uh, hard to believe today's the 28th of December. Wow. Where's this year gone, right? <laughs> Where's this year gone? Oh, uh, Shelly's going to be a no-show this morning. And if there's one thing I hate, I hate doing the show by myself. I just absolutely positively hate it. You have reached the voicemail of Shelly Barr, Sales and Marketing Manager for KSLQ 104.5, blah, 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 blah. 107.1, and the co-host of BSN The Morning on 107.1. Not this morning. I am so sorry I missed your call, but I am out growing somebody's business, just like I'm going to do yours. Please leave your name and number, and I will get back to you as soon as I can. Or give me a little text. That works, too. Have a fabulous day, and stay healthy and safe. Peace. At the tone, please record your message. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. Jelly Officer Schmidt from uh, St. Charles Police Department. Um, we have a ticket for you. Uh, matter of fact, we caught you driving 130 miles an hour on I-70 right there at uh, 5th Street. We'd like you to come to the police station and surrender because that is a felony. We're going to put you in cuffs and put you in the St. Charles County Jail. So if you get this message, head on up here. And we'll be more than happy to put you in jail. Thank you. Bye. She's not there. Okay, 616. Lots of stuff to talk about this morning. Have no idea where Shelly's at. Um, and I hope everything's fine. You know, it's one of those things where when you don't hear from somebody, you start thinking, okay, what, what's going on? Are they okay? Everything fine? It can't be that her pipes are frozen because of the fact that we don't have the frozen temperature anymore. At least I don't think. Let me look at this real quick. It's supposed to be it's supposed to be warm today. 33. No, no frozen, no frozen pipes. It's 33. <laughs> High of 49. Yes. Did you hear me? 49. Tomorrow's supposed to be 61. Friday's supposed to be 58. Get this over the weekend. On uh, New Year's Eve, Saturday, 48. Sunday, the first day of the year, Jan, uh, Jan 1, 55. Monday, the legal holiday, 61. Hell, man. Matter of fact, it doesn't go below as far as the highs are concerned. The rest of all the way, uh, 10-day forecast through Friday of next week. Uh, this is Wednesday, 42, Thursday of next week, Friday, 46. Not bad. And there's only one day, let me look at this, there's only one day. Today is the only day the low will be below 32 the rest of the year. Tomorrow the low is supposed to be 47. Friday lows 34, Saturday lows 34, Sunday's 37, and then, uh, well, that's Sunday's the first of the day of the year, so, um, so that's through the end of the year. Wow! How things have changed a week ago. Think about it. A week ago, we were getting ready for the snowmageddon, which really didn't get much snow in the St. Louis area. Uh, some areas did. Some areas got like four or five inches, but the majority of us got like, I think like two to four, stuff like that. But man, if you're following what's going up in New York, especially in the Buffalo area, it is crazy.
I mean, those poor people, they still have a no-travel order. You can't, if you get your car, first off, if you get your car undug, you know, if it's in the garage, you're lucky, but you have to dig away to drive it from the garage to the street. If you get your car undug and they find you on the on the highways, on the streets, you get arrested. They have a no-travel order. I, I don't know how in the world they enforce that. What if you're, like, sick and if you go to the drugstore, get some medicine? What if you What if you run out of food? What if you run out of beer? What if you get hungry for Domino's and you call, you know, the Domino's guy or, or online use their app and there's no pizza that shows up at your door? How do they, how does life function like that? First off, would you ever, would you ever want to live in Buffalo, New York? Would you ever want to live after what you've seen on the news and things like that? Uh, although I know the one person, Shelly's told me that she would love to live in Buffalo, New York, right? I would love to live in Buffalo, New York. Yes. What? After all the crap that's going on with the snow, you can't drive. You're not allowed to drive on the streets in Buffalo. There's an order. It's not. If, it's, if we had the same kind of uh, uh, weather situation that they had, we probably would be under that order. Well, if we had that, if we had the kind of weather that we remember back in what '82, we had 18 yes. inches of snow and 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 world stopped as we knew it. They have yes. had. In this snowstorm alone, they've had 43 inches of snow. 43 inches of snow. Can you believe that? That is a snowmageddon. And and that is the same weather front that went right through our area. That's started out, you know, as they do most of them on the West Coast, comes across the Rockies and stuff like that. Uh, and typically what we see is, we talk about this all the time, the weather across the middle of the continent, uh, continental United States, tends to go to the northeast because that is because of prevailing currents out of the Gulf of Mexico because the currents in the Gulf of Mexico move backwards our currents in, in you know on the on the on the the ground here in United States continental United States the weather flows from west to east in the Gulf of Mexico it's the opposite let's think about it the hurricanes when they come they come out of the Atlantic Ocean and they come toward the United States. They're not going west-east, they're going east-to-west. And that same current has prevailing winds that travel through the Gulf of Mexico. So when they hit land, they tend to push the weather to the northeast. That's why almost every storm, I'm a storm freak, I look at these all the time on the radar, they just come right up 44. They come southwest-northeast. If you know your geography, uh, 44, at least in the state of Missouri, comes from the southwest corner. It's way down low. Almost to the point where, uh, well, not almost to the Arkansas line, but you're not too far north of Arkansas. And then it slowly but surely comes north, northeast. It likes, goes like a 45 degree angle. And then we get it. So, Shelly, can I tell you something? Yes, Brad. Yes, what do you want to tell me? Absolutely, oh. you can. <laughs> if we were really nice people, you know what we'd do? What? We would drive to the airport today, and we would just pick people up and say, hey, we're going to take you out for lunch. We know you're sitting in the airport for the past three days trying to fly on Southwest. Have you heard this deal with Southwest? I have, but refresh, because the company is it's just recently. It, they're melting down. Yesterday, they canceled two-thirds of their flights. That I heard. And today, I think it's like they've canceled like 58% of their flights. There's pictures I saw. I was looking at pictures last night of various people on you know on Facebook and social media as well as some of the news sites stuff like that. There's a spot in the airport where it's luggage for as far as you can see because they don't know what to do with it. 
it's like, you know, everybody checked their luggage and they don't have, you know, another, normally the way it works, you show up at the airport, you know, hour, two hours before your flight, you check your luggage, luggage goes on a conveyor belt, then it goes on to one of those carts, guys drive it out to the plane, they, guys and gals, they drive it out to the plane, they throw it in the plane, you know, and the reverse happens, you know, the plane lands and they pull all the luggage off, they bring it inside, they put it on the conveyor belts to the luggage carousels, you go pick up your luggage. Well, guess what? All these people show up and the luggage goes nowhere because of the fact that they're not flying. So people keep showing up with more luggage and they run out of space to store it because normally it's like just temporary. They don't really store it. It's like, you know, comes in the front door, goes out the back door. And the reverse is true when you land. It comes in the back door, goes out the front door. It ain't going anywhere. So they just keep stacking up. It's crazy. I mean, and I don't... I wonder how they're going to get out of that debacle. I, well, I mean... There, I read someone, somebody here in St. Louis was saying that, not another radio station, listen to somebody, and they said that their cousin or somebody flew in for the holidays, and they were supposed to fly out on Christmas, no, the day after Christmas, they were supposed to fly out on Monday, Christmas was, was, was Sunday, they're supposed to fly out Monday, day before yesterday, okay, and they said they probably wouldn't be leaving until Friday, what do you do at the airport? I mean, I mean... I've slept in airports. You get a rental car from Hertz, yeah, and you go home. I bet you any money there's no rental cars. I bet you if you go up and down Natural Bridge where all the, the rental car companies are, I bet you there's there's nobody has any cars. Because, in fact, first off, they remember. They would at the, um, at the airport. No, 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 no. Remember mm-hmm. remember this whole deal with the COVID thing. Remember what the rental car companies, do you remember what they did? They sat there and sanitized everything they had. No, no, but they sold off their fleet. Because of the fact that they had all these cars, they sold off their fleet. Most of the rental car companies, to stay afloat, sold most of their cars. They well, did you isn't just get their bread and butter? Well, but once again, think about it. There was a time when the COVID thing with the lockdown, when you could drive along I-70 and the parking spot across from the main terminal, closed. Yes. Nobody there. The parking lots that are owned by the city of St. Louis on the west side of the airport off of Cypress and Natural Bridge, empty. Okay, so here's all the rental car companies. They got these cars, and they're sitting there because nobody's traveling. So they're like, oh, my God, we're going to go out of business if we don't do something. They sold off all their cars. And now the problem is they can't get new cars because, once again, the car manufacturers aren't cranking out cars like they used to. You know, I went by every time I go by Stratmont Toyota there in Washmo, I'm going like, man. You know, what's funny is, if you know the story behind Stratmont Toyota, Toyota, a lot of the car manufacturers, they force the dealers to upgrade their dealership. Do you know this? They essentially say to him. I did not. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they do it all the time. Matter of fact, Dave Sinclair, when he was live, tells the story about his dealership originally was in South City because he was a city cop. It some, was. Yeah, Thank you, and here's my address. Right. He had a place in South City. And Ford came along one day and says, hey, Dave, we, you're doing a great job, but you know what? Your dealership's too small. We don't like it. And you know what? Unless you build a new dealership right along an interstate... And that's not cheap property. You don't, no. You're not a Ford dealer anymore. So, you know, we're not trying to tell you you need to build a new dealership. but Well, that's what Harley-Davidson does. Oh, I know. And you now, not only have to have a million dollars in the bank. Right. You know, fluid cash. Right. You have to be uh, upgraded and be by an interstate. Well, all the all the dealerships, uh, you know, every, you know, look at it like right now. What like you know, like your buddy James Sinclair, they're redoing their place out there. You know, uh, the Lincoln Mercury, or it's not a Mercury, it's just Lincoln it's, dealer. It's awesome. You go inside, at least where the service desk is or yeah, was. Right. You go inside, and it's all 
the walls are all glass. Really? Yes. And people are running into them because it's glass and you don't expect it to be there. Right. And they'll be going to somebody's office and blam, they'll hit that glass. That happened to me the other day on, on 70. I was driving along 70 in St. Charles. Uh-huh. And there, one of the exit ramps had a, had a glass door on it and they didn't open the door and I went right through the glass. Okay. You don't believe me? No. <laughs> okay. Why does it sound like you're pouring something? Because I'm pouring something. <laughs> what are you pouring? <laughs> I'm not pouring anything. I'm getting my medicine ready. Oh, okay. Okay. We won't talk about that then. We won't talk about the fact that, you know, you got the hyperdermics and you're getting ready to mainline all that heroin stuff you take, right? You know, that's nothing to joke about, Brad. I know. Because I do it every morning. How do you think I do the show with you? Uh, lots of alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> now, what do I hear? Is that pills I hear? You're not going to talk now? Yes, those are pills you hear. I just told you. Why do you think I turned well, down no, my no, no. microphone? It, it sounded like you. I fiddle. It would sound like you were pouring something liquid, but I guess those were the pills you're sloshing around, right? Yes. Okay, it's not liquid. They're, they're pills, right? Correct. Okay. Did they Feel come? Better? Did they come from somebody on a street corner? No, those people are mean. <sighs> the fentanyl thing. I don't remember. We, you know. I don't. I just don't. Do you understand that at all? No. I don't get that I whole don't. thing. I'm going like, okay, I don't understand it. First off, I'm the kind of guy that I try to lead, and I don't want to sound like I'm a Boy Scout because I'm not. I try to lead a drug-free life. You know me. If I'm half dead. And the doctor says, take these. I'm going to go, oh, I'll think about it. You know what I mean? I'm just like, I don't, I don't like to take anything. I don't care. As matter of fact, like that. Be, begrudgingly, I took my COVID shots and, you know, there's still a lot of people. And, you know, now the whole deal is like, you look back and you think to myself, God, did we get lied to? You know, the whole COVID thing. Did the government lie to us or what? You know, what a bunch of saps we are. Government says, you know, you know, oh, I heard a guy yesterday, a scientist, a scientist say that, Fauci came out, you know, don't, you know, don't touch anything, sanitize all the serum. You know, you'd go someplace and there'd be somebody like you get up from when you finally go eat. Remember, we go eat like at Freddy's and there'd be a lady there who would like as soon as we move, she would swoop in on the table and and put all these chemicals on it. And, and you know, and then you walk in the door and there's de- sanitizer things everywhere and the whole bit. And then and after a year and a half, they say, ah, it's not passed by touch. Eh, you can touch stuff. You got COVID. You can touch stuff. Eh, it's not going to hurt you. And what did they do? They got one mouse, and they tested one mouse after a year and a half. Okay, it's fine. You can just touch stuff. Why didn't they tell us that a year and a half earlier? They didn't do their homework. You know why? Dr. Why? Fauci was too busy being on TV. He was too busy doing his press junket. You know, morning, today show, good morning, America. Then he did the GMA3, and then he was on Today Plus, whatever they call it. Then he was on all the midday shows. Then he was on uh, was on CNN. Then he was on MSNBC. He was never on Fox <laughs> because they would have sliced and diced him. <laughs> and, you know, then he's on the he's on the late night show. I mean, all the guy did was be on TV. He never He never went to his office. He was always on TV. He was working outside of the home, excuse me, working in home like everybody else. You know, Saturday's his last day. Do you know that? Why? He's retiring. Saturday's his last day. Well, that was forced. Seriously, Saturday's his last day. 
Well, I think the nation should give him a party. Yeah, a party at PTs. That's where they should give him. <laughs> give him a couple lap dances. Dr. Fauci, get him really drunk and then throw him out in the streets of North City and see how people love him in North City, right? Okay, did I say that? That was mean. <laughs> you know what? My what? middle name is Mean. No, it's not. Matter of fact, you know, when they wrote the script for It's a Wonderful Life, uh-huh. I wrote all the Mr. Potter scenes. That's to give you how, an idea how mean I am. Levels. BS.show. Levels, 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 up, down. Rooftop. Oh, rooftop. <laughs> you always say that, rooftop. I do. 636. Good morning. It's BS.show. Shelly, you know, right now it's it's above freezing. It's above freezing right now. It's 637 in the morning. It's 33 degrees. Oh, my computer says 32. Oh, you need a new computer. Your computer's, your computer's deficient. It needs, it needs new RAM. It needs new, 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 new. It needs new something. It needs new WAM. I don't even want to know. <laughs> no, I, 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 I know I don't want to know. WOM. It needs new WOM. And it needs new WAM. Processing and I have nothing. <laughs> okay, I won't go any further then. I'll just stop right there. Probably wise. You know, I want to call somebody this morning and wake somebody up. Who should I call? Um, call <laughs> Tiffany. <laughs> you think she's up already? Um, Every only time. if she had to work, but I don't, I don't think she had to work, so call her. Call her next hour. Call her now. Call her now. Well, here, you talk to her then. You say, well, you can't talk to her with a phone system. I can't is. talk to her. That's right. Hold on a minute. Let me look here. Um, do this. Tiffany, T-I-F, F. You know what? I must what? hang out with a lot of strippers. When I go to my phone and type in Tiffany, I've got 32 Tiffany's in my phone book. You know what, dude? What? You need to take her out of the stripper <laughs> column. Okay, here we go. Hold on a minute. <laughs> Cooper. <laughs> Hold on a minute. <laughs> uh, 638. <laughs> we were randomly calling Shelly's daughter. No no rhyme or reason. I know people are going to say, they did this ahead of time. They all arranged this. They didn't. This is not just him calling. It's me calling, like I did Mark McCloskey. Any chance answers the phone. <laughs> yeah. It's our most, you know, that's our most popular podcast ever. Did you know that? I didn't. Oh my God, that thing has been listened to. I don't know how many gazillion times. <laughs> that is hilarious. She's not going to answer. Hi, you've reached Tiffany James. No. Sorry, missed your phone call. Leave me a message and I'll call you back. Have a great day. At the tone, please record your message. When you've finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. To leave a callback number, press 5. Hey, Miss Gaines, this is Ronnie from Ronnie's Plumbing. Uh, your mom told me uh, that you needed to have your pipes cleaned out. We're coming over to do that in a couple of minutes, okay? Talk to you later. Bye. Okay. Feel better? Yeah, I do. <laughs> Much better. You call Amanda. <laughs> my daughter? Yeah. <laughs> no, she'll hang up on me. She, she will not. Oh, my God. <laughs> my daughter is like... <laughs> all the stuff I did for her... And remember, she got really mad. Remember the morning I talked about her going, I'd taken her to Mizzou to try out for the Golden Girls? And she got mad because she's that's not how it happened. I remember it quite well. I took Tiffany to try out for the Rams. Did you really? I did. Did she Twice. make it? Did she make it? No. She made the first cut, but she didn't make the second. You know, can I tell you something? 
What's that? You look back at that whole Rams thing, and it's like, God, we were suckers. You know? I mean, you know, you know what I'm saying? The city of St. Louis is just a big bunch of suckers. You know? Now, what's interesting about it is baseball. Do you know this? They, they talked about the whole deal with Dan McLaughlin, McLaughlin, which I still think is very sad. Um, you know, he, you know, third DWI, or well, I guess he's 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 accused of allegedly DWI because it hasn't. You know, you have to do that with the news. You know, that's where my journalism degree. You know, nowadays you can just say, yeah, the guy got arrested for DWI. Well, now you say you have to say allegedly to keep you because he's not guilty until it goes through the court of law. He's not guilty until either pleads guilty or he goes in front of a, a judge for a bench trial or goes in front of a jury trial and they the gavel comes down guilty. Then you can say three-time DWI, Dan McLaughlin. Anyway, um, they talked about how the Cardinals television gig is such a big gig. The Cardinals television the broadcast is like the, either the number one or two most, most watched local baseball broadcast in the country. Now keep in mind, we're up against Chicago, Los Angeles, New York, I mean, Philadelphia, you know, Houston. Kansas City. No, Kansas City's smaller than us, but I'm talking cities that have a, a much larger population than, uh, than we do. Oh, okay. I mean, in the Chicago metro, it's like what? I don't know, 13, 14 million people, something like that. You know, I mean, we've got, Two and a half million people, and people keep, you know, that's the bizarre thing about the population in in St. Louis area, the whole state of Missouri. Over the last twenty years, the population has pretty much stayed the same. Everybody just moves around. Everybody moves from, you know, they move from the city out to St. Louis County, then they move from St. Louis County out to St. Charles County, then they move out to Warrington. You know, pretty soon they're going to be all living in 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 High Hill. You know where High Hill is? I don't. It's where it's where the um, Nickerson Farms used to be. People are going like, man, he's going way back for this one. Do you, I don't know where that is. Do you remember Nickerson Farms? I do not. Are they in what, um, NOCO? Do, do you remember Stuckey's? Yes. Okay, Nickerson Farms was like a competitor to Stuckey's. Let me see if I can look them up here if they still come up. Like Nickerson Farms. This is going way back. I turned on the Wayback Machine. Nickerson Farms. Um, here, here it is on, on Wikipedia. Right here, you know, if you want to know the, everything, who knows? Go to college. You got Wikipedia. Nickerson Farms was an American roadside restaurant franchise that existed between the mid 1960s and early 1980s. It was started by I.J. Nickerson, a farmer Stuckey's franchisee who did not agree with the chain's rules and regulations. Nickerson Farms had as many as 60 restaurants located along interstate highways, mainly in the Midwest and United States. Each Nickerson Farms location had a full room restaurant with a gift shop. Honey collected from on-site beehives could also be purchased at Nickerson Farm stores. I remember that. You'd go in there and they had like the beehives. They had white, you know, like a window. You, you'd look in and see the and see the bees, you know, flopping around, stuff like that. And you could go and sit. It, it had a restaurant that was a lot like uh, Cracker Barrel. You know, that was the kind of food they served. Sort of like, you know, if you had to be at least 85 to go to Cracker Barrel, you know how that is? They check your ID. Oh, I'm sorry, sir, you're 72. We don't let you in. It, it almost is like that when they're busy. You know, it's getting to the point where when I go any place and I'm the youngest person in the place, that place is old. You know what I'm saying? Welcome to your target demographic. I look around and I think to myself, I'm the youngest guy in this place. What the hell am I doing here? That's why I hang out places like, like Freddy's because I, you know, I'm, I'm there. I'm, I'm, you know, I look around. There's lots of young people there. You know, kids, stuff like that. No? Yes. You love Freddy's. Shelly sometimes will text me like 11 o'clock. Hey, you got time for Freddy's today? 
Oh, Shelly, we had that yesterday. Yeah, that's not what happened. <laughs> You're like, let's go to Freddy's. I'm like, here's the deal. You take me to Freddy's, you buy. If we go anywhere else, it'll be my treat. But we go to Freddy's, you're paying for it. Mm. Boy, Freddy's is good. And you know, it's interesting. You know where that's, yeah. you know, you know what's, you know, you would be surprised where these restaurant chains came, come out of. The city of Wichita has the claim to two, two major food places across the country. You know the two? No. Freddy's is one of them. Started in Wichita. The other one is Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut. I believe that. Pizza Hut started in Wichita, Kansas. And if you've ever been to Wichita, you know, you know, Wichita's infamous or famous for? Thinking on their feet? They make planes. What? They make planes. Aircraft. Wichita? Oh yeah, huge area for that. I mean, very, very, there's a lot of money in Wichita because there's a lot of very highly paid aerospace engineers and designers and electrical engineers and stuff like that. And there are a lot of people that have worked. I mean, I think that's where Cessna's headquartered. Um, McDonnell Douglas, I don't know if Boeing still makes anything there. McDonnell Douglas used to make stuff in Wichita. Tons of, tons of aircraft coming out of Wichita. I mean, it's probably one of the biggest uh, the biggest uh, businesses, you know, categories as far as the number of people employed, as far as, you know, uh, industry type in, in Wichita. At least it used to be. You know, I mean, matter of fact, I don't know if you know this or not, our buddy, Brian Lindemann, that's where he worked. He worked in Wichita. He worked for one, he worked for Bendix, one of the big companies that makes aircraft radios. Bendix Field Engineering? Yeah, that's, my husband used to work for them. Yeah, yeah, one of the aircraft, you know, they make aircraft radios, which is their main, their main deal. See, Wichita. Yeah. See all this stuff you learn by listening to the show. It, it, you know, it's 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 a nugget. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a nougat. You hear those nugget? No, on the TV, the guy. It's, nu- it's a nougat. A nougat. That's what he says. He says is the English guy. What what candy was that? It's it's wonderful nougats. No, it's a nugget. <laughs> no, it's a nougat. It's a nougat. It's a nugget. I have a nugget. <laughs> It's your granddaughter, right? It, it, glam baby. Whatever. It's 646. Uh, it is BS.show. That's Shelly. I'm Brad. Together we make BS. It is a Wednesday morning. It's Shelly's favorite day of the week. Right? Hump day. Oh, let me see if I can yeah. find it real quick. I mean, where's that at? I need Mike, to Mike, Mike, I, Mike, 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 Mike. Brad, 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 Brad. Here, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, guess what day it is? Julie. <laughs> <Huh>? Julie. <laughs> You love this, don't you? I do. Julie. <laughs> this is the hump day mix. Guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. <laughs> Anybody? Anybody? Guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. <laughs> Anybody? Anybody? Mike, 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 Mike. Huh? What day is it, Mike? Huh? Woo-hoo! <laughs> Mike, 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 Mike. Huh? What day is it, Mike? Huh? Oh, come on. I know you can hear me. Listen, guess what today is? Listen, we got to wait till he says it. Is. We got to wait. Listen, guess what today is? Listen, guess what today is? It's hump day. <laughs> that is the cutest show. I don't care what people say. Show? What are you talking about? Show? It's not a show. I know it's a commercial, but it's it's like your... Your, um... It's like it's like Kenneth Copeland doing the the COVID nineteen rant. Yeah. 
Someone sent me that. It's pretty funny. It's the, it's the, 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 now here's the interesting thing. This is why advertising fails in so many ways. What insurance, or why should, I just blew it right there. Who's that ad for? Geico. You sure? It's either Geico or Progressive, one of the two. <laughs> See, that's the problem. The problem is, they are, are, it, it can't be, it can't be, uh, the guy, it can't be the emu. No. It can't be the emu dude. No. Uh, it can't. It's good. So it's got to be either the. It can't be the. What's the guy that uh, has made gazillion dollars by uh, what's what's he call himself? He's like always in accidents and stuff like that. He's always like there's a car smash and he walks out of it, you know, and or is a, a, a house is on fire. Who's okay? Who's that one? His cousin. <laughs> no. <laughs> no insurance company is that. <laughs> There's Liberty. Liberty's always doing crazy stuff. They have the DJ. The Liberty's always in front of the Statue of Liberty. You know, all the people. They all yeah, all yeah, have people yeah, in front of the Statue Brad. of Liberty. What's that? I miss Brad. Oh yes, yeah, remember that one? <laughs> I got that somewhere. And his name is Brad. Yeah, I got that somewhere. That's the woman saying, "Oh, I remember Brad. Oh, I miss Brad." <laughs> no. Yeah. Florida Lee. Florida Lee. Florida Lee. Yeah. Right. Nobody misses me. Trust me. If I disappeared from the face of the earth tomorrow, nobody'd say, "Hey, what do you think of the weather today?" That's what they'd say. <laughs> That's actually not true. Oh, uh, it's true. True. Whatever. True. My daughter would say. Oh, my dad's not around anymore. He can't call me and be obnoxious on the radio anymore. I don't know what I'm going to do. Hey, you never answered the phone anyway. We always talked to her voicemail, remember? Yes. <laughs> you get mad when I play my little drops. I'll play my, my daughter I drops. I do. <laughs> you don't like that. Why Why is that? I do not. Why is that? Why is that, lady? Because, <laughs> <laughs> because it's rude. Okay, who says, why is that, lady? Who says that? Um... James Brown. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> that's the that's the infamous interview where he was incredibly high, shall we say? And and the interview was they were, they were doing an interview because he had just been arrested or not? I don't know arrested, but I think he just went to jail. He beat up his wife at the time. I think that was wife number six, and he beat up his wife. And I'm not saying that's good. I say that's horrible. So they did an interview with him. And it was supposed to be a serious interview, and it just went off the rails because he was so incredibly, you know, head in the clouds, no, not physically, but, you know, mentally, because he was very high at the time, and he just goes off on crazy rants and, and starts singing, and, I'm living in America. <laughs> and and she says, she says, why do women love you? And he says, what would you say, lady? <laughs> why do women love you? Well, because... I sing good, I talk good, I look good, I smell good, I make love good, right? <laughs> and then she says, well, we're just going to have to take that from the source. <laughs> yes, you, you remember all word for word. And I that do. That was Sonia, who used to be on CNN back in the day. Sonia, who uh, was their, like, uh, their gossip column lady. By the way, do you know, there's a guy, a reporter from CNN, who's who's still... Digging into the thing with James Brown, he claims, and I've read a couple of his articles. I'm telling you, I think the guy's right. He claims James Brown was murdered. He claims that, wouldn't surprise that me. he did somebody wrong, and somebody said, "I'm going to get that guy," and they murdered him. But they made it look like he died, like of some drug overdose or something like that. You know, I mean, bizarre, weird stuff. <sighs> Interesting thing, uh, radio nerds out there. Day one of December, PPMs, which is the way they rate radio, 
Christmas formatted station in eight of the top markets on day one of Nielsen's December 2022 PPMs, which means those little things that you wear and they tell you what radio station you're listening to. Christmas music stations were number one. Really? Yeah. In the top eight markets, every major station in these markets to make the switch move to, or in the case of iHeart outlets in Los Angeles, Chicago, and Houston, stayed at the top of the tree. So in L.A., Chicago, and Houston, the stations were already what they call AC stations. We're like what we call a hot AC, but they were AC stations. And already they were our number one. The rest of the markets, whatever station, the big station in town that switched to Christmas, number one station. Bang, like that. I'll be honest with you. I don't know how many businesses I went into back in December where I walked in and KZK was playing. You know? And I get it. You know, everybody, hey, it's Christmas music. I walked in a couple where a couple of stores where we were playing. Whoa. Was that was that like those head shops? Was that like the marijuana places on Highway K? No. <laughs> I'm still trying to find out the place. Remember the place. Well, you got a good memory, don't you? No. What day is today? Shelly, Shelly, Shelly. What day Brad, is today? Brad, Brad, Brad. <laughs> what today? Oh, what day today? What day it is? What day? It's up day. <laughs> Okay. It is 6.43. We have to take a break. And I screwed up again. I didn't stop the music. Hold on a minute. i got to stop that. Uh, it's BS.show. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. Together we make BS. I've got a question for you, Shelly. You're always up in this kind of stuff, and we used to know this kind of stuff because we had a client on the radio who did this kind of stuff. What's but, that? Uh, hold on. i got to stop this. i got to get this done first before I go any further. Okay. I'm ready to go. Okay. I'm going to say something, and this is not a nasty word. But I've never heard of this before until yesterday. Someone sent this to me. What's that? Buccal. B-U-C-A-L. Or at least that's, I think, how you pronounce it. B-U-C-A-L. Buccal. Buccal. Okay, so what's the context that's in? Oh, excuse me. It's B-U-C-C-A-L. Buccal fat removal might, might just be the new Brazilian butt lift. <laughs> Have you ever heard of this before? Buccal fat removal. Buccal what? Buccal fat removal. <clears throat> you know, they're coming up with all these fat removal things. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know. I need to research a lot okay. before I do something. Here, this is, this is a story from CNN. Over the past few weeks, buccal, B-U-C-C-L, I guess I'm pronouncing it right, buccal or something like that, fat removal has become a hot-button topic on social media after several celebrities were rumored to have had the procedure, which sparked both supporters and detractors to share their views and experiences. Now, where are they taking fat out of? You know, buccal fat removal. You know where it is? In your tummy? Nope. In your cheeks. Of your butt? No, in your cheeks of your face. Okay. <clears throat> Uh, buccal fat removal is just what it says on the label. The removal of fat from the buccal fat pad, a massive tissue located deep within the cheek. The procedure is typically conducted under anesthesia. A surgeon will create small incisions on either side of the inside of the patient's mouth to expose the buccal fat pad and then remove some or all of the fat. So what they're trying to do is, for women, they're trying to get that they're trying it, it what it does is it doesn't do anything to your cheekbones, but since you're you're Cheeks sort of sunk in, sink in. It makes you look like you got high cheekbones and you got the, the, I guess for women, the wanted 
hollow cheeks. You know what I'm saying? That's what the models have. They have because yes. they're all anorexic, but <laughs> they have the hollow cheeks because they don't have any fat in their body because they're you know they eat 200 calories a day and they're barely they're barely alive. But I've never heard of this before. So they go in on the inside of your mouth. First off, and go like, I don't know about that. You know, I guess you can't eat or anything like for a while because if they're doing surgery on the inside of your mouth, you know, you can't go out, you know, and eat at Taco Bell that night or something like that, right? Um, and they go in and they take fat out from your cheeks, but from the inside. Would you want to do that? No. I mean, that's like we talked about this, and you and I talked about this before. And about that woman, and there was a lady here in St. Louis, and there was a woman somewhere else that killed a bunch of women because she ran ads, hey, I'm coming into St. Louis to do butt lifts, or I, and all butt, hold on a minute, to do butt augmentations, and she was doing the silicone injections. The only problem was, it wasn't medical silicone. She bought it at Home Depot, and she's sticking this, this, you know, non-medical grade stuff in people's butts, and they died. They got infections and died. I mean, I don't get it. You know? I mean, I don't either. I, I guess I'm somewhat vain in the respect that I'm totally bald and I wear a hairpiece. You know, and, and you know, if it wasn't for Hans Wyman, usually, originally it was Apollo hair system, now it's Hans. You know, I would be like another chrome dome. And, you know, but you know what? I hear from women. They like the chrome dome dudes. The CDDs, do you know that? Yeah, because it's a solar panel for a second. <laughs> Is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> but they have to be outside for it to work, right? <laughs> Not necessarily. Once they come inside, oh, things don't work anymore. <laughs> <laughs> they go outside. <laughs> I'm Shaking <sorry>. my head, brother. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> come inside. <laughs> Go back outside. That's that's why all the women love lifeguards, right? Because <laughs> they're out there with the dome taking the 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 the, the, the rays. By the way, I read something yesterday that they said that now the the CD or the what is it the CDD CDC or HBA or whatever the heck it is come out and said, hey, you know how you get rid of COVID? Massive injections of vitamin D. Have you heard this? No. They said that if you had, like, you know, vitamin D is the sunshine drug. You know, I mean, the sunshine vitamin. Because if, if, like, if you stay inside all the time, you don't get your share of vitamin D. But if you go outside, and especially if you, like, go outside and you don't have, like, a shirt on for, you know, for men, for women. I guess for women, same thing, don't have a shirt on. Uh, first off, you get arrested. And you, you can, women could say, well, I just getting my vitamin D, right? Uh, Anyway, they said that there's all these research that shows that if you have, like, massive quantities of vitamin D, if you do have COVID, it'll be a minor's case, and it'll keep you from getting COVID. And the interesting part of that is that's what Dr. Naputi got nailed over. Do you know the story? Hello? What? Do you know the Dr. Naputi story? Did we hear it the other day? We talked about it before. He's being, he's going, the federal government's going after him for, like, a quarter of a billion dollars. Like that was before. Is it still going on? Yeah, because of the fact that he he came out with these with these supplements that he said would help you. I told you, you about that. Yeah, Brad. would help you with COVID. And quite honestly, who's to say he's not right? You know, I mean, now the government said, yeah, vitamin D. And what he was selling was like massive. I think it was vitamin D with zinc. Remember how they talked about how when the COVID thing was really heavy, if you take zinc, it'll help you. You got to get zinc in your body. You know. 
And Pepsid. There's a there's some kind of ingredient in Pepsid that helps you. In Pepsid? Uh huh. So so in other words, you would. That was part of the uh, COVID uh, group. Both my grandmas grandmothers were old school German, and you didn't have a sink in your kitchen. You had a zinc. Do you know? Do you, do you ever hear people say it like that? Yes. Well, what are the what are the things that hold your teeth in? What are the things that hold your teeth in? Uh huh. Those are where you put your dentures. That little denture carrier. What's that called? It's called a denture carrier. Gums. Yes. People in Minnesota call them gooms. No. Yes, they do. Gooms. Yes. Like G O O M S. Yes. Why would they do that? Because they're from Minnesota and they can. You know what? I bet you they got fat cheeks in Minnesota. They're not using that buccal fat removal. Right? You know, there. like I was saying, there's a lot of people that are, have gotten brand new fat retention um, or get rid of. Keep, I'm sorry. Keep going. <laughs> what no, now? I was just waiting for you to interject. No, that's not, but fat retention? Okay, but here's a perfect example. Once upon a time, women used to say, does it does this make my butt look big? Right? Right? Is yes. that what is that what women used to say? Am I making that up or yes. what? Okay. Now women say, Does this make my butt look small? Right? They've gone the other way ever since Kim Kardashian. Everybody wants a big butt. Am I kidding about that? No, you're not. I mean, it's like big butts are now in. They, they used want thin tummies and big butts. Right. They want to look like Kim Kardashian. I like big butts and I cannot lie. <laughs> it's just so weird. It's like Okay, which way is the wind blowing? You know, it's like. By the way, I know I'm all over the air, all over the road this morning. I read this fascinating article about Toyota and the CEO of Toyota, who's going against the grain. He is not hurrying into making electric cars, and he says the future of the automobile is the hybrid. And you know, after I read the story, I thought to myself, you know, I can't, I can't, I can't, you know, disbelieve this because. He said exactly what I said. What happens, like everybody's got an electric car. Let's say there's an accident on I-70, okay, this time of the year, on Friday. Let's say there's an accident on I-70. Everybody is out there with an electric car. Some people don't have full charge. Some people, they maybe, you know, they've got, okay, they look on their, their dashboard and it says, you know, 100 miles till, till empty for their battery, okay? Uh-huh. Big accident on I-70. It's super cold. It's, it's you know, X amount of degrees. What do you do? The heater in your electric car takes electricity. So when you run that heater, it runs down your battery. So let's say you're sitting on I-70 for like two, three hours, okay? And your battery goes dead. What do you do? You can't go to the gas station and, you know, climb over the fence and grab a, you know, a a, a one-gallon container and put it in your... Because your car's dead. And they just can't come and drop a new battery in because the battery's part of the car underneath. He claims, this is the CEO of Toyota, that they are working on super efficient gas engines and, huh, terrible thing, diesel engines in hybrid. So the idea being is, if you make the cars very efficient electrically, when you do get to the point where you exhaust the battery, the engine just starts and charges the battery. You just drive along with the engine going, you know, and the, and it's, it's you know, running a car, you know, turning the wheels the whole bit. 
And at the same time, it's charging the battery, and you get to a certain point, if you drive far enough, the battery gets charged, the engine turns off, and you're driving on an electric car. And if you discharge the battery, if you get the plug, if you, you get home at night, get home at night, you're late, you forget to plug the car in, next morning, no big deal, you turn the key, engine starts, car drives out engine power, while it's driving, it charges the battery. I'm thinking to myself, God, that makes sense. You know, and hybrid's been around for like, you know, 15, 20 years now. And it's going like, okay, but yet, California, we won't have any cars, any internal combustion cars. I don't think it's going to work. I, I don't mean a naysayer. I really don't. I don't think it's going to work. The infrastructure is not there. I told you the story of this car guy I watched that drove on the East Coast from Maine down, I think someplace down in, in Virginia or something like that, and had a hell of a time finding places to charge his car. You remember I told you a story. He ended up at a bed and breakfast one night. You know, he's on his map in his car. It shows where the charging station is. And he's going like, okay, where is this? And he finally, a phone number pops up on his screen. It's a bed and breakfast. And he says to the guy, uh, are you sure it is a charging station? Well, it's really only for our guests. And he goes like, well, I'm almost out of juice. Can I? He says, yeah, come on over. And it's behind the building. The guy has to move his car. And so he can come into behind the bed and breakfast and charge his car. How goofy is that? You know, it's pretty goofy, and especially if you're on the west or the east coast, because you figure if there's any place there's going to be gazillion charging stations, it's going to be the east coast, right? I hope so. Boy, you're all you're all full of energy this morning, aren't you? I am full of energy. <laughs> <sighs> I tell you, we should be nice. We should go to the airport and pick up all those southwest pair of, uh, passengers who are stranded out the airport. Hey. Jump in our car, we'll take you. White Castle's right down Natural Bridge. You never had White Castle? Yeah, before. one of the very few left. <laughs> no, there's lots of White Castles around. The reason for them leaving St. Charles County is because of the fact that it's, St. Charles County is turning into like Ladue. That's the problem. And you can't have White Castles in Ladue. There's a law about that. Do you know that? No, there's not. Yes, there is. No, there's not. If the median income of a neighborhood, if there's a law that if you take, you take a 10-mile radius of every White Castle, and if the median income of that area within that 10-mile radius exceeds a certain dollar amount, they have to close the White Castle. They That's did it. not true. Stop They it. did it. They did it in Lake St. Louis. The Lake St. Louis White I Castle closed. the big eye. The, the, the White Castle in Lake St. Louis closed. The one on right there in Midrivers Mall Drive across from, across from Skuckakuka closed because, once again, median income keeps going higher and higher and higher. All those rich people live there. When it was all, us bums living in double wides, you know, I mean, you know, they were building. Be the king of your double wide trailer. <laughs> I told you, my boss, my great boss, Ron Grubbs. I'm a young guy on the air, the old KSOQ. Buy my first house, no, actually my second house. And he comes in the studio. Hey, Brad, I heard you're moving out to St. Charles County. That's right, Ron. Uh, are you buying a single wide or double wide, Brad? Thanks for the stereotyping. Ron, you know, we love you, Ron, because Ron always used to have to live in West County because that's where all the cool people lived. Just the double wide. These people lived in single wides and double wides lived in St. Charles County, right? Do you think? <sighs> you know, it's so frustrating to me. People have this, you know, it's it, talk about, you know, people with their racial profiling. I mean, everybody has that. I mean, like, oh, you, you live, it used to be, matter of fact, Ron Grubbs used to always tell us, that if you were a man in Fenton, this is back in the day, you have to have white belt and white shoes. Remember when men used to wear white belts and white shoes? Remember that? I, I do. <laughs> what a leisure shoe, a leisure, a leisure suit, okay? 
And he used to always talk about, you know, if, you know, because he would always tell us, you know, the, the guys in Fenton, when you, you know, you see, when you see a guy with white leisure uh, suit on or, or white, white belt and white shoes, you know he's from Fenton. And now you go in Fenton, Fenton's like high end. There's some really expensive houses in Fenton. Some there golf, is. golf courses and stuff like that, you know? I mean, like, you know, look at, look at like, I mean, like right here in the St. Louis area, we've got our own Beverly Hills. Did you know that? Where? There's Beverly Hills, Missouri. You don't know about that? Where? Seriously. Again, where? You don't believe me, do you? I'm going to look it up here. B-E-V-E-R-L-Y, Beverly Hills, M-I-S-S-O-U-R-I. Okay. Here it is right here. City in Missouri, Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills is... does not say that. Stop it. Hold on a minute. Hold on. You don't believe me. Here, hold on. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm texting you the screenshot right now. You ready? Uh huh. Here. You. You who doubt me. Okay. Let me keep reading here. Beverly Hills is a city in St. Louis County, Missouri, United States. As of 2010 census, the city had a population of 574. 2021, 567. Area 58 acres. Local time 720. Area code 314. Elevation 636 feet. You see the picture? Didn't even know it existed, did you? Geography. Nope. Geography. Beverly Hills is located at Lat 384152 North 901726 West. According to the United States Census Bureau, the city has a total area of 0. .09 square miles. Demographics. Uh, back in 1950, had nine, 938 people. Now there's down to 475. Um, there were 243 households, 2,000 census, municipal court. For the fiscal year ended April 30th, 2014, Beverly Hills had general revenue of $794,000. Um, <laughs> get this, $794,000, so in other words, $800,000, $402,000, or 51% of which came from fines and fi- fees collected by the municipal court. <laughs> they stay in business by writing tickets. Using its population of 574 people from the 2010 census, the municipal court collected $701.45 per person. You gotta be doing bad stuff in Beverly Hills, otherwise they go out of business. You didn't know that. I had no idea. <laughs> the swimming pool, movie stars. <laughs> you know where Beverly Hills is? It's, I still don't know. It's part of NOCO. Where? It's like, I think it's right next to Vanita Park. Benita Park. Yeah, hold on. Uh, it's up on. Uh, it might be on Natural Bridge. It might be near Umsel. It's part of North County. Seriously, you didn't know about I, that? I'm serious. I had no idea. <laughs> you doubted me that there was a Beverly Hills in the St. Louis area. I doubt you every day, bro. That's nothing new. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to see a map of it. Here, let me see. I think it's. I think it's along Natural Bridge. And by the way, that's the stretch I went on a couple weeks ago to buy my lawnmower where I was afraid the guys were going to rob me, but that was a whole other store. Uh, but I told you what they did, the natural bridge there in front of Umsel. And the smartest woman in the world told me that um, the reason that they did that on natural bridge is because none of the students use the south entrance. Everybody comes from the north now. They come in off of Florissant Road. That's the big entrance everybody comes into Umsel for. I'm thinking to myself, why did they make natural bridge two lanes, one in each direction, right in front of Umsel? Doesn't that create traffic jams? It's bizarre. I, I'll never understand. They did it down a Washmo, okay? 
that's they, they got two strips of ground there in Highway 100, right there. One of them in front of um, the car dealers. One of them front, like right, you know, starting like there at um, at at, Wa- at Wally World, right where uh, um, Barrett Chrysler Plymouth is. I know people go, it's not Barrett anymore. To me, it's still Barrett. Uh, and then it picks up again right there in front of uh, the uh, um, the gas station, right there where I don't know what that road is back there, Washington Heights or whatever. And they put those planters in a million dollars to put those stupid planters in the middle of the highway. And the goofy thing about it is. Because when they put that money in, it was federal money. They had to have, and they had to have natural, natural habitat or whatever you call it, natural plants. They look like weeds. It looks like weeds. You know, when I drive along and I see like a planter box in the middle of a highway, I want flowers. I want roses. I want stuff like that. I don't want weeds. I don't want prairie grass. You know, I can grow prairie grass at the crap transmitter site. Matter of fact, the city of Crapville is 80% prairie grass. Did you know that? I did know that. <laughs> I got Shelly on delay. <laughs> I hit a button. That's because she cusses all the time. So I can, before, before she cusses, boom, bleep, it's gone. Right? Uh-huh. <laughs> Sounds feasible. Okay. <laughs> we're we're going to move on. <laughs> It's 725. To one of my favorite songs, Mabel. You know who Mabel is? I don't. It's Mabel. Okay. (laughs) Don't call me up. Great video, by the way. Really good video. Um, Here we go. I've done my research for you. I've done my research for you. City of Beverly Hills. The city of Beverly Hills, Missouri, is located in mid-St. Louis County, just south of the intersection of Natural Bridge Road and Lucas and Hunt. So it is east of Umsel. That's where City yes. Beverly Hills okay. is. And they have their own website, citybeverlyhillsstl.com, C-I-T-Y, Beverly Hills, STL.com. Uh, okay. And it says, welcome to the City of Beverly Hills, where if you're not in court, we're going to get you in court. Huh. They have a nice, funny. They have a nice website. Wow, look at this. Beyond Housing, Supporting Children and Families. They have smiling faces on there. Wow, this is a great place to live. God, there's so many nice places in North County. You know, it's so sad. Everybody's, oh, North County is like the combat zone. No. That's not true. You drive up and down. I told you, you drive up and down Natural. It's a thriving metropolis. You drive up and down Natural Bridge Uh uh, right there in front of Umsel. Those houses are incredible. I remember the first time I took Metrolink. When they, the first time I went from the airport, because you know Metrolink didn't go out to the airport originally, and it went out to the air. First time I took Metrolink from the airport to Umsel, and you're in back in some of these houses. Holy cow! You wouldn't believe some of those houses. Swimming pools, movie stars. Well, that's Beverly Hills. No, I mean, Cement I'm, Pond. Yes, yeah, Cement Pond. <laughs> People going like, what are they talking about? <laughs> I mean, incredible houses. I mean, what? Bruce Horlick. Bruce Horlick calls me the other day. Bruce Horlick lives Did in you North... te- What did you tell him? Did I said, you tell him that Shelly wanted to meet <laughs> I him? I said, Shelly wants to meet you. And he goes, I'm too busy for Shelly. That's what he said. I, I, I'm too busy for Shelly. No, he says he'll do it. Bruce Horlick, who is to me is one of the most <laughs> interesting guys in the world. Thank uh, you for the pity. Well, you know, he, he called to thank me because I gave him a referral on a plumber. 
because he had problems with his with his house. He had to have his his and and he was he was very proud of the fact that most of the repair work was covered by the North County city he lives in because they had a lateral fund. Do you know about this? No, but I thought if it was on your property, you were responsible for it anyway. The problem is in certain areas, in some of the older areas, I don't know if St. Charles County has this, St. Louis County has this, in certain municipalities, they have what they call a lateral fee. And when you pay your taxes, you pay into, you, you know, your property taxes, they also charge you a lottery, a lateral fee, which essentially is like an insurance policy. And if your sewer lateral goes wrong, which is essentially the sewer line, the main line goes down your street if you have city sewers, like most people in St. Louis County do. If you had, if you had city sewers, the, the line goes down your street, but when it branches off into your house, that's called the lateral. And normally, where the, where the pipe breaks is somewhere like in your front yard. If your, if your sewer is in the front yard, it comes in through the front yard, backyard, it, it's someplace on your property. And it's typically, Many thousands of dollars, sometimes tens of thousands of dollars, for them to come in with a backhoe and dig it up and put it in a new, put a new pipe. A lot of municipalities they cover that, and he lives in a North County muni that covers that because he told me the only thing he paid for was the plumber coming in and putting in the new drain in his basement because he had old cast iron pipes. He's got a beautiful old house, and uh, they put in new cast iron, but yet the city picked up from the point of the front of his house all the way out to the street. They picked up that and they and they paid for that. So it would have cost I think he said it was like eight or nine thousand dollars. You never heard of lateral fees before? No. I always heard that if you had a lateral and something went wrong with it and it started to bubble, that you were responsible for it. Well it depends on where you live. I don't think St. Charles County has it, but in some areas of St. Louis County, um they have it the same thing with the water line. If you're like, if you're, you know, they have what they call the petcock or the cutoff valve that's out in front of your house. In certain parts of St. Louis County, if that goes bad, the the county pays for it. They huh. they come and dig your front yard up and they put in a new a new uh, you know a new shutoff valve. Interesting. Yeah, it's it's sort of weird. Now it's sort it's sort of strange because like in a lot of places in St. Charles County, the meters out in your front yard, whereas in St. Louis County, most of the meters are in your basement, the water meter. Did you know that? I did not. And in Franklin County, you just have a big bucket that you go down to the creek and you just pull the water out of. <laughs> Would you please leave the Frank <laughs> Franktonians alone? The Franklin Countyans? Yeah, Franklin County. The Francomo Francomo Francomoians? That's yes. what they are. I'm not making fun of them. I wouldn't say that. Kind of are. I mean, a lot of them still still, you know, still have outhouses. I mean, some of them you have indoor plumbing now. Uh-huh. <laughs> you think I'm kidding. <laughs> see, I do. See, see how educational this show is, Shelly? You learned about the city of Beverly Hills, Missouri, which you didn't believe me. Okay. Um, John Combest sent me this article. I like him. And it's a book that Sally Faith has written. Yes. You, you and I both, Sally Faith, uh, both know Sally Faith. She was, copy. she was the former mayor of St. Charles right before... Um, Mr. The city of St. Charles. Right, city of St. Charles, right before Mr. Mr. Uh, Evelyn Wood got in there. Um, what are you talking about? <laughs> she was in politics for 33 years. She was a a state rep, a state senator. I think she was on the county council, and then for eight years she was the mayor of the city of St. Louis. 
and uh, she she wrote a book called I'm Losing My Memory, I'm Not Losing My Mind. She has Alzheimer's. And she, the book she comes out and says, I want to give people hope. I wanted the book to say to people, you can keep going, you can keep going forward. 119-page paperback includes tips on how to deal with real-life challenges, such as how she handled sharing her news in a chapter titled Tell the World and How Do It Now has become her mantra because she knows if she waits, she won't remember to make the call or write that note. Here we go. Faith was mayor of St. Charles for eight years. Before that, she was a state representative for more than six years, St. Charles County Council member for 10 years, and was on the St. Charles County Community College Board for eight. She lost her bid for a third term as mayor in 2019 against Dan Borgmeyer. Faith first noticed a short-term memory problem in 2020. She said she began having difficulty coming up with a word or name when she was talking or couldn't remember what she had planned to do that day. She said she assumed they were minor things that were just part of being getting old, but her perspective changed, she said, when her son, Howard Faith, told her that two of her friends had called him to say something was wrong with her. I probably, on a good day, probably have three or four people call me and say, Brad, there's something wrong with you. I agree with that. <laughs> and I say to him, I'm on the air every morning with Shelly for two hours. Oh, okay, we understand what's going on. Uh-huh. <laughs> You're not talking much this morning. Why is that? i got to reach down your throat and pull words out. You do. <laughs> Why is that? Are you not feeling well this morning? I'm okay. Scale of one to ten. Ten being you're like, you know, jumping up in the air and clicking your heels. One being you're like laying and can't roll out of bed. Where are you at today? Probably a 5.4. Wow. You're like halfway in between. So I am. Are you, are you actually upright or are you laying in bed on the air right now? <laughs> no, I'm just... I will never tell. Are those guys waving the 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 you know the fans over your head and and, and are they peeling your grapes like for the you? Like boys, <laughs> right? Are they peeling your grapes and putting them <laughs> into your mouth? Oh, Miss Barr, open up! Here comes another peeled grape. <laughs> and I took all the gluten out. Yeah, <laughs> it's gluten free. <laughs> oh, by the way, I have to talk about this. Talking about things that tick me off. They're now calling this guy Crypto Boy. You know who I'm talking about? This Sam Bankman-Fried guy who scammed everybody out of the, the the cryptocurrency money. Okay. Okay. He he leaves the country. He's in Bahamas. He's on like he's got like I don't know I don't know five hundred million dollars of property he owns in the Bahamas. You know he scammed all these people out of billions of dollars in this FTX exchange. Okay. They go arrest him. The Bahamian police go arrest him. They get an extradition order. You know, he gets extradited back to the United States. He goes to trial in front of a judge in New York City, and the judge posts his bail at $250 million, a quarter of a billion dollars. His bail is two five zero 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 $250 million bail. Guess what? He's out on bail. I'm going like, how did he do that? His parents, who live in Palo Alto, California, which is like Ritzy Do area, posted their house as bond. Now, the interesting thing about it is I did some research on this, and in the state of New York, typical bond is 10%. You go to a bail bond agent, and you know, and, and if your bail is $10,000, you got to come up with $10,000, with $1,000. If $100,000 bail, you got to get $10,000, okay? So there's a number when you exceed that number. I think it's like, Ten million dollars. If the bail is set over ten million dollars, it drops down to six percent. Okay, so 
6% of $250 million, I believe I'm doing my math right, is like $12 million. His parents posted their house in Palo Alto, California's bail. It's supposedly worth $12 million. Now, where do these people get this money from? The answer to that question is, they scam you and me out of it. Now, I'm thinking to myself, because, you know, and this was all done before Christmas, because they didn't want to have him spend Christmas in jail. Okay? The guy is a crook, any way, shape, or form. He's many, many, many times worse than Bernie Madoff. You know what Bernie Madoff is? I don't. Bernie Madoff was this guy who uh, traveled in all these very high income circles and um originally matter of fact at one point in time i think bernie madoff was like head of the nasdaq he was like the president of the you know the nasdaq stock exchange and then he went off and started his own little investment firm and you you know people made money with bernie you know you put money in bernie madoff's account you know you put a hundred thousand dollars in there and a year is worth two hundred thousand dollars it was a scam it was a ponzi scam and it blew up on him and he, I mean, and he was very, very, very high prominent guy. I mean, all these famous people, if you go and read the story about Bernie Madoff, all these movie stars and politicians and, you know, very high influential people invested with Bernie. Oh, Bernie, Bernie's got my money. It was like a status symbol. Oh, I invest with Bernie. Bernie takes my money. I make lots of money. It was a scam. And he's in jail. I think he only scammed people out of, I don't know, 50 million or something like that. I can't remember what it was. I have to look that up. This guy is like this this Sam Bankman-Fried. He's like 31 years old. And the scam on it was his girlfriend had another company called Alameda. And they just were, were shooting money back and forth with each other. In other words, they were showing, oh, my God, look, you know, Alameda's doing great because FTX was putting money in Alameda. And then FTX would take money out of Alameda and put it back in FTX. Oh, look at this. And his girlfriend, you see her, she's some bizarro, weird-looking dude or dudette, and she's like, oh, yeah, 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 well, we're not, we don't go together anymore, but we still do business together. She's got, I don't know how many million dollars worth of real estate as well, too, like hundreds of millions of dollars of real estate. They were scamming everybody, scamming all these poor investors. And so poor Sam Bankman-Fried can't spend, remember, if you know the story, originally when they threw him in jail in the Bahamas, I don't know if this is true or not, I heard that his mother chartered a private jet to go down to the Bahamas to plead with the, the Bahamian court that he has a special diet. He's a vegan, and you can't eat meat. You can't give him meat in jail. You have to give him a special diet. <laughs> right. You know, we got a guy who just scammed everybody in the country out of money, and his mom's flying to the Bahamas to make sure his diet's in good shape. You know what? Uh-huh. <laughs> I say give him bread and water for a week, Right. Full with gluten. It's filled with gluten. Yeah, we'll put all the gluten-free stuff. We'll take that and put it in his bread, dude. We got triple gluten in your bread, and so he gets out of jail before Christmas because his parents put up their twelve million dollar house as bond. I'm thinking to myself, you know, Sam, you want to do me right? Skip the country and your parents lose their house, right? <laughs> Get the hell out of the country, sneak out of the country, and your parents lose their twelve million dollar house in Palo Alto. I'm thinking to myself, there are guys that were arrested on January 6th, you know, the Jan 6th thing of 2021, last year, the, the you know insurrection, whatever you want to call it, who have not seen the light of day in coming up on two years. They've been in jail far, you know, they were arrested either on the spot or not, you know, 30 days after January 6th. So that's coming up. That's actually next week. 
the two-year anniversary of Jan 6, insurrection, quote-unquote, is, is next week. They're guys who are in solitary confinement that did nothing more than walk through the doors of the chamber. Now, once again, I don't, I don't condone what happened at the House of Representatives. There were some guys, some knuckleheads, you know, there was the gal from Sullivan, remember the story with her that she, she's the, she tore Nancy Pelosi's sign off her door and she was, had a picture of her holding Nancy Pelosi's sign and there was the other, other doof, doof head that was sitting at Nancy Pelosi's desk with smoking a cigar. Remember all those, those people, you know, nasty people shouldn't have done that. But there are other people, there's video of the guards, the Capitol Police opening some of the doors to the Capitol, and people were just walking in. Some of those people have been in jail for coming up in two years, and they don't even have a trial. They're just in jail. They don't have bail. So here you got Sam Bankman-Fried that screws people out of billions of dollars. Oh, we have to give him a special gluten-free diet when he's in jail in the Bahamas. Now he's here. They have to get him out of jail before Christmas so he can spend Christmas with his parents in Palo Alto, California. You know how much sympathy I have for him? Hmm. Take a guess. Nada. Negative numbers. Negative nada? Negative nada. <laughs> Negative nada. Right. That's how much. Okay, we have, a to, lot. Yeah, we have to take a break. Break. Because Shelly is going to start discovering new cities in St. Louis County. Are there new cities in St. Louis County? You ever heard of Sycamore Hills? I have. Yeah, that's because it's on 170. You see the sign there. 746. It is BS.show. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. You know, it's interesting. There probably We probably picked up some new listeners right now this week between Christmas and New Year's. And there's new listeners saying, wow, if these guys are that bad, who do they normally replace? Because, you know, in the radio business, nobody of any stature is on the radio between Christmas and New Year's. They're all off. They have, like, the backbenchers coming on, the second-string dudes, and the third-string dudes and dudettes are on the radio. So people, we've picked up new listeners that are like, man, this show sucks. I'm going to listen after the first year to hear who really is on the air. And guess what? <laughs> it's us all the time, right? It is us all the time. <laughs> all okay. the time. Okay. Ready for this one? Are you ready for this? Years yes. ago, I used to listen to Love Line with Dr. Drew and uh, good old uh, Adam Carolla. They used to do this thing called Germany of Florida, and they would read a story, and it was always a bizarre, weird story. You had to guess if it happened in Germany or Florida, because only weird stuff happens in Germany or Florida, okay? I will cue you in right now and tell you this happened in Florida. A Central Florida man faces multiple felony charges reportedly after throwing a Christmas tree at his wife. Deputies say the incident happened on Monday, this is last week, around 7.15 in Fruitland Park, according to an arrest report from the Lake County Sheriff's Office. Officials said 52-year-old Richard Atchison was arguing with his wife regarding various issues within their relationship. The victim asked Atchison to help her make dinner, and that's when he became angry with her, according to the report. He started packing his things to leave, but returned and told his wife she should be the one to leave. When she tried to exit out the front door, Atchison pushed her away from the door, picked up the Christmas tree from the corner, and threw it toward the kitchen, according to the report. <laughs> it goes on. <laughs> you ready? <laughs> Hold on, i got to flip down another page. Uh, I won't, no, it's not going to do it. Let me see if I can get it. Eh, it's not going to do it. I lost it. Hold on, i got to get the rest of the story here. Uh, so it's not going to do it, and you lost it. That's what he said. No, 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 no. Where is it? Okay. Oh, my God. I can't, you know... Sometimes I love computers, sometimes I hate computers. Where is that? Hold on. 
Okay. Oh, it doesn't. I can't find it. We can't find the rest of the story. It's like there's tons of ads now. Bah, 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 bah. Continue reading on the app. I mean, anyway, uh, I remember reading the story. He threw the Christmas tree at it toward the kitchen, according to the report. Then he broke off the top of the Christmas tree and beat her with the Christmas tree. Now, I think, wow. I think that guy should spend the rest of his life in jail. First off, you don't beat any woman. Second off, you don't beat women with a Christmas tree. You know, to me, that's like sacrilegious. You know, it's, Christmas is a time of everybody should have a smile on their face. You know, hey, it's, it's holiday Which is season. the complete opposite because a lot of them <laughs> get depressed. I know. They're, they're crap holes. <laughs> what, like Christmases or what? Yes. They don't, they don't shop there. They, they lose their whole sense of decency. So it's, you, it's unbelievable, really. And your, then after Christmas, it's like, well, they're back to their norm. Let's be honest. There's some people that are just terrible 24-7, 365. You know what I mean? That is true. I mean, you know, when you go in certain areas of any city and there's areas where they don't care if it's Christmas Day or April Fool's or, you know, the 30th of January. They, you know, they're, you know, they're robbing people and shooting people. I don't care. You know, Christmas, who cares about that? You know? Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm going like, okay, first off, I don't understand. I've never understood, and I, I get it, and I know it's a terrible thing to happen, domestic abuse. I've never understood stood why women put up with men like that. You read these stories about women who show up, and I personally know several women who have been the victims of, a de- of, of domestic abuse. You know, if I were a woman, first time my dude laid a hand on me, that would be the last time he laid a hand on me. You know what I'm saying? I do. Or is that one song, who was Miranda Lambert? Fire and gunfire and lead. You know what I'm talking about? You ever heard I that don't. song? Here, let me find the lyrics. Hold on a minute. Um, this is what all women should sing. Um, gunfire, G-U-N-F-I-R-E-N. You know who Miranda Lambert is? Lead. Yes. Lyrics. L-Y-R-I. Hello. Yeah, I'm here. L-Y. You think I'm not, I'm leaving now? Do what? County Road 233, under my feet, nothing on this white little but old me. I've got two miles till he makes bail, and if I'm right, we're heading straight for hell. I'm going home, going to load my shotgun, wait by the door and light a cigarette. If he wants a fight, well, now he's got one. And he ain't seen me crazy yet. He slapped my face and he shook me like a rag doll. Don't that sound like a real man? I'm going to show him what little girls are made of, gunpowder and lead. Well, it's half past ten, another six-pack in, and I can feel the rumble like the cold black wind. He pulls in the drive, the gravel flies. He don't know what's waiting for him. Hey, I'm going to go home, going to load my shotgun, wait by the door, and light a cigarette. If he wants to fight, blah, 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 blah. His fist is big, but my gun's bigger. He'll find out when I pull the trigger. That's Miranda Lambert. She don't put up with no crap. You know? A poet and didn't even know it. <laughs> yes. A Mike monkey and a poet. I love country music. Country music going, going back to his roots. They're storytelling again. It's not, hey girl, jump into my big old truck with 34 inch wheels and we're going to slide on over to me, put your pretty, pretty link, uh, pretty pink little toes on the dashboard. We're going on the river. We're going to get stuck. We're going to dance in the bed of my truck. Blah, 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 blah. That's song number 46, which they repeat, you know, if you listen, back in the day, you listen to WIL. Every single song had a line about pretty pink toenails on your dashboard. Every song. 
You don't believe me? I of course I believe. You. <laughs> What's not to believe? Country music is is you know once again radio once again WIL and the Bull used to be like top rated. They're like number thirteen and fourteen now. They're not doing well. Country music goes in ebbs and flows. We need John Travolta to come back out like as a country music star, like an urban cowboy. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know you know what we need we need Donald Trump all of a sudden one day to show up with a cowboy hat. Like one of those, you know, cowboy shirts with all the like the embroidery on it, you know, a pair of Wranglers and a pair of Stetson and a pair of Ariat boots. Hey, it's Donald Trump. I'm going country. Yeah, country. Woohoo! Wouldn't that be something? Everybody would it, be would look it would. <laughs> would look just like him. Hey, I'm gonna look like Donald Trump. <laughs> Are we done yet? <laughs> Are we? Uh, almost. Well, what day is it today, Brad? What day is it today? What day is it today? Brad, 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 Shelly, Brad, Brad. I can't, oh, I can't believe you asked that. Mike, 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 Mike. Julie. What day is today, Julie. brother? It's Wednesday. Guess what day it is. It's Wednesday. Julie. What, Julie? Julie. Come on, Julie, answer. Guess what day it's it Wednesday, is. Julie. Guess what day it is. Wednesday. 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 Mike, 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 Mike. Huh? What day is it, Mike? It's your favorite song. It really, well, oh. I have another favorite song, but this one just makes my toes tap and just makes me smile. Say goodbye, Shelly. Bye, Brad. Have a great day, everybody. Peace and I fly. We have to put this show to bed and pretend it never happened, okay? Why? <laughs> it's 7.59. Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning Show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive, LLC. See you soon.